Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Tom Hayes in Boston, Massachusetts, and boy, what a show we have today. We're already loaded up with uh, with guests and callers, etc., uh, all the way from uh, Colorado, and I guess many, many other places. Why don't we say all the way from from the universe? <laughs> Rose Farachi, thank you for, so much for joining us. You're in Denver today, is that right? Welcome I'm home. actually I'm actually in Nebraska today, so just uh, we're you're in Nebraska. Oh, I'm in Nebraska okay. today. So, are you teaching a course? I'm doing workshops and I'm doing energy work. I do um, energy light body energy work. So, okay, great. Well, first of all, the reason that we really connected, I had seen your name. I um, Rose Rosemary Young had found Hazel. Uh, a couple, well, I'd say about a month and a half ago, and we had her on our show. We were just delighted. And then when we friended her, of course, we got to see her other friends, and then everything led to Sunday and seeing the hangout, which we, Rosemary and I, were absolutely blown away with. Um, so why don't you, if you can, give us, uh, you know, a little background on your story, how you got awakened, how um, it led to this point where you're doing these workshops and master and your book, uh, which is Quantum Lucidity, which I read a brief description of. I didn't have time to actually read the book, but um, fascinating some of the areas you get into that I never even, um, you know, knew existed. So well, I'll, I'll give it up and let you talk. Well, um, thank you for having me on the show, first of all, and hello to everyone out there. Good morning to the universe. And, um, well, it, you know, I have always... Um, been able to do the things that I'm doing now. I've I've always been doing energy healing and um and always had deeper insights into things. Uh I was able to see and know things that other people weren't able to see and uh experience. And um it wasn't until it was about two thousand seven when I went to an energy healing uh course in Colorado. Um and that was the beginning of my awakening because then um, the gal that was teaching it down there in Estes Park, Colorado, was telling me, you know, um, you know, all these things that I knew that I knew that I knew in my soul, you know, about us being ascended masters, star beings. And she started talking about New Earth and um I it was just blowing me away and this and it was just from then on. I wouldn't stop. I I kept searching. And then in 2012, a huge shift. I knew I was being called to do this work full time, to write a book, to start teaching courses and doing the energy work that I do. And I also uh, do intuitive oracle card readings and stuff. And um, I, but I put it on the back burner. I just wanted to do the mundane 3D, you know, work nine to five job thing. And while the universe was telling me, heck no, you've got work to do. So literally, because I resisted my calling, the universe ripped it from me in 2012, and um, I still resisted. I was looking for jobs and everything, and nobody would hire me, and I'm very hireable. I've got a great resume. Um, so it didn't make sense, but it did make sense. that The universe was telling me, no, this is, it's time for you to do what you came here to do. You didn't come here to do the mundane sleepwalking thing anymore. It is time for you to get to work. And um, so I went full-fledged. I went, you know, through, I dived in. You know, know, can we we just talk about that for a moment? Uh, And Mm -hmm. and Rosemary, 
you want to jump in and, and ask a question sure. as well. That that um, yeah, you know, I mean, that's the one of the things that I've noticed, and I try to convey to people, even in my own uh, path and my my own destiny. Uh, I I thought I was going exactly thought you know the three D world you know get the get the nine to five for forty years retire you know go off into the sunset and never in my life did I dream that I would be an entertainer and that I would be in show business and that you know I would be drawn to the spiritual side and doing even this this radio show so I think if as a as a transition to let the people who are listening know that. <laughs> there's there's really kind of two things going on, is it? There's our little ego that wants to do stay in 3D, and then there's a higher part that's really driving the bus and is going to stop, even prevent you from continuing and move you in the direction that you were intended to go in the first place. Exactly, exactly. I started to do The universe will make you do things you never dreamt of doing beyond your wildest imagination. And yep. if you open your heart to it, then you're amazed at what you end up doing, the people that you meet, the connections you make, and and all the miraculous yep. magic. And uh, I started... So, again, you know, I, I hate to interrupt, gave... but I want you to... One of the things you talked about in the Hangout, and one of the things that you're bringing up now, I think it's really important for whether they're neophytes listening or experienced people... Resistance and letting go. Uh huh. And you you did more, that so well in the hangout. Yes. The more you resist, the more that if you're really knowing that you need to go a certain direction in your life, you need to make changes. The more you resist it, the more the universe is going to rip it from you. <laughs> and the, it, it it is so true. You know, if you know you're in a bad relationship and you need to let it go because it's time to move on to bigger and better things. That you're going to have the biggest, baddest, ugliest breakup on earth, you know, because you refuse to let it go and move on. And we grow attached to things that are not serving our highest good. We grow attached to our misery. And so the more you resist these things, the the more of the things you don't want you're going to get. You know, the more you focus on what you don't want, the more of what you don't want you'll get. And so the more you resist, what you resist persists, but, the, you know, it's going to be more painful. And and so when you finally let things go, you actually open yourself up to a plethora of things that you never imagined, It'd be your, your lifelong dreams and beyond that. And it's and I, I mentioned in, in that hangout about, you know, the the archer. They aim for what they want. They aim for their target, but the key to getting what they want is to let go of the bow and the arrow. And you can you can aim all you want in your life and dream about what you want, but you've got to be able to you know be willing to let go of the garbage mm-hmm. in order to hit your target. You know. So it's you know, one of the things I'd like. If, since we're so blessed to have you here, kind of help qualify for a lot of people and even myself is, you know, who's really driving the bus? And I think, you know, um, I've heard that expression, and and I realize now that, the, again, we're human beings. We're trapped in this, you know, this this ego. And, you know, we've been taught to think that we're in, we're in charge, we're control freaks, and we can make mm-hmm. things happen. But, th- again, if, if, if you go that route, you're going to have a pretty <laughs> miserable time 
start to acknowledge that there is a, a part of yourself that is invisible, that is bigger than yourself, that really is going to drive this thing. Am I right on? Absolutely. That is mm-hmm. absolutely. And, pe- and people don't realize that. They do not realize how possible everything is. Their hearts, desires, their dreams, you know, their everything is possible when you realize you're the driver's you're in the driver's seat, you're mm-hmm. the one in charge. And but there's a difference between being a control freak and then taking the reins and and creating and and uh, owning your life. So the difference is is that when you are in con- you're the control freak, then you're you're actually holding on to things and you're holding on to the limitations of how things should go. And when you let go of that need to control it in that way, in those limited ways, and you open your heart and your mind to the endless, limitless possibilities and just let go of you. Once you put your heart's desires out there and then you say, okay, I'm not going to sit here and think about who, what, when, where, why, and how. Those are the limitation words. And they stop you dead cold. So if you are going to sit there and wonder who, what, when, where, why, how is this going to happen or get done with and over, how am I going to get through it, whatever, then you've already limited yourself. That's the, that's the need to control of knowing who, what, when, where, how. So when you let go of that need to control of knowing all those things, you let it go and have faith and just say thank you that it is done, well, then a plethora of things happens, you know, more than what you bargained for, more than what you asked for. And it works. Absolutely. I've, I found that throughout my life, and, you know, and again, it, we're not talking something easy here. This letting go thing takes tons of discipline and, and, and practice, don't you think? Oh, um, it, it takes practice, yes. Um, and it does take some, some form of discipline, but you don't want to mistake it for, you know, it's going to, it's not work. It actually is right. a lot. It's, a lot of people say easier said than done, but actually it's easier done than said because once you take the first initial action and you do it and you see the immediate results and they are immediate, then you're like, wow, that wasn't nearly as hard as I thought it would be. It is just a matter of actually taking action and actually just doing it. And once you do that, then you realize how easy it is. And then it just takes practice to make it a habit in your life. Yeah, that's, and, that's what I'm talking about because yeah. it seems to me, in my own personal experience, that the challenges, the uh, you know, the hurdles, the, the you know that the, the peaks that come in front of your way get bigger and bigger, and you have to say, you have to remember, oh yeah, the last time this happened, I let go, even though it wasn't as 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 drastic or as large as this one seems, I have to keep remembering that I have. I have to continue to let go to see the miracles. And you're right, the miracles happen. Yes. Um, A lot of what happens when we hold on is we create scenarios in our head. And when we create scenarios in our head, we are actually manifesting the things we don't want and fear. So when you don't let go of who, what, when, where, why, how, then you create the scenario of like, well, I know that when this happens, it you know so and so is going to give me hell, and they're going to it's going to make my life miserable. Blah blah blah. They're going to start a fight. Well, guess what? It happens because you already created it because you believe it. You're a vibrational match to what you believe and the energy you hold within. 
So you're vibrationally matching yourself to all your experiences and the people in it. And and when you let go and you just say and trust that you know that uh, now you're surrounded by loving beings who support you and love you unconditionally, then you actually mirror that. And when you let go and say, yes, this is going to be a successful event, well, then you're mirroring that, and it happens. Exactly. You know, (laughs) one of the things you keep repeating, and I think it's, a fine distinction that has to be given to people. A lot of people say to tell me, "Well, I have a, a goal, I have a dream, I have a," and I ask, "Where does that come from?" And if they said to me, they start, and I can discern pretty quickly if they're saying it's coming from their head. I say, "You're in trouble," and you keep talking about heart's desire. Do you want to talk about the difference? Yes, when it's your your head says what you want, and want is a word of lack and control. You can say, I want a lot of money, you know, any time of the day. And But when you say in your, from your heart of hearts, when you say, I would like the extra money because then I'd be able to help my family out. I'd be able to get my bills paid and not worry. I would be able to buy the car that I so need right now. You know, it's different because you're coming from a place of purity. You're coming from a place of love. And so when the head Mm -hmm. says, I want this, I want that, I need this, I need that, well, it's not coming from that place from your soul. There's a big difference. So you want to be in that place where you're coming from your heart's desires, from the deepest core of love and your whole being, and instead of coming from the place where where your brain tells you, you need this, you need that, you want this, you want that, just because, you know, um, it's okay exactly, to, and you know, and, and here again, mm-hmm. by, by by being aware of that, you're you're going to source, aren't you? Yes, you are. You're going to source and sources within you, and when you do it from that place of of love, it's okay that you would desire from your deepest core that it would be easier to have extra money or a lot of money, even you know, to, you know, because there's nothing wrong with you know. Being, wanting to be in a place financially where you don't worry about the bills, where you don't, where you have the extra money to go on vacation and do fun things. There's nothing wrong with it, but there's a big difference when you want it just to have a bunch of toys and to build status for yourself and make yourself something that you definitely are not within. Um, if, you, if you're looking on the ego sense, you know, you just want to look good and you want to you know, be a high roller, what have you, you know, just all those kinds of things, well, then there's a huge difference. It's it's not going to, it's not likely to happen unless it's coming from the heart and you're doing it, you know, because you know that it's going to not only benefit you, but, but benefit others as well because you're going to be able to utilize those gifts and blessings mm-hmm. to make a difference. I agree. Really? Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm strongly empathic, and just as you're talking about the word want, I get, I just, it makes me feel like I'm very sensitive with feeling. Is an emptiness, you know? There's, there's no fulfillment in it. And when you say, exactly. I, w- I would like or I would love, then I just, you know, you feel fulfilled, and you, and it's stronger. Like I said, I, I say the word love itself is very strong, so. You know, you have so much power within that one word. It, you know, yes, just, and definitely. that feeling. 
and that uh-huh. feeling too, you know, that, that that's how these things can manifest just because you put so much love and feeling and depth into it. Right. That and and that is what it's about. Want comes from lack. So when you want something, you want something you don't have. And you want more money because you don't have money. So the more you feed lack, the more lack you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And and so when you say, you know, when you change the vibration of it and the intent of it and say, I would like more money so that I could help out others, so that I don't have to worry about my bills and I can go and do what I need to do, you know, so I could feed my family and give them the best of everything that they possibly could have. And, you know, um, I would like, uh, you know, uh, a better career because then I would, you know, be able to fulfill and bless everyone around me and, and uh, you know, bless all those that come to the business or what have you. You know, I mean, when you're doing it from the heart and you know that you're going to use it for your expansion and helping humanity, regardless of what it is you desire, it's different from saying, I want this and I want that because you're coming from a place of lack and you're feeding it. And so when you come from a place of desire, then you're feeding the abundance of it and prosperity of it. And and again, um, <laughs> you've, you've hit on some beautiful points saying that the universe, the higher self, is going to rip it from you anyway. It's going to have its way. Yes. Um, yes. To show it, to teach us lessons, to, you know, because this, this is what people call karma. <laughs> uh, what it is really, in fact, is, is unlearned lessons. So until we can see from the higher perspective of why we end up, you know, not getting our way and things like that, it's because we have to go within and we have to look at ourselves and understand why we had to have the experience. So that's why the universe ends up ripping things from us because we're in resistance and we have to understand why we're in resistance because we're control freaks, because we have limited belief system that, you know, where we only think that the the universe is going to work this way or that way, or it's got to go our way or no way. You know, there are lessons we have to learn. We have to go within. It's a lot of inner work that the universe is trying to make us do. We have to look within ourselves and then the lessons, you know, get less and less and less, you know, and they'll come back and test you, of course. But but by that time, you know, you can say, no, I learned from that. I'm walking away from this situation. I'm not going to repeat that lesson again. And you're a better person. You've expanded. You've grown. And that's the, that's the whole purpose of why, you know, we go through hardships and why we end up, in, in, you know, having, you know, um, harder, you know, challenging experiences in our life. It's because we have to learn something about ourselves. We have to go within and do, and, and do inner work. I agree. And, I think, um, mm-hmm. you know, I was a big fan, uh, having went gone through so many of this, and, um, you know, I, I think everybody on this phone call today and the show, obviously, you know, we were either chosen or became aware or whatever. And so I learned a lot of spiritual principles because, first of all, I I, I had a disease, term, basically a terminal disease. It was a form of cancer that if 100 kids got this disease, only five survived. So the fact that I'm still here uh, and, and survived cancer for these many years um, is a miracle. So I get to live a miracle every single day. So I was led to think, so, you, you know, and you fall into, I think, along the path, 
you uh, fall into the law of attraction, and you get <laughs> and uh, what happened to me is you come away thinking that you found a way to trick the universe to uh, to get what you want. You know that like there's some magic key, like you found the genie to uh, bring you all of your desires, which again uh, are more lack than than anything. But it seems to work for a while, and then all of a sudden you get slammed. And uh, is in my case, and all of a sudden I said, did exactly what you're talking about. I had to go deeper, deeper, deeper within to to come to the point where I am today. Exactly, and and you you owned it. You didn't let it own you. And right. in the process, you released a lot of old energy. You know that's been there. You know and. What happens is our bodies, our physical bodies, have its own consciousness, and we don't realize that. So we, in our mind, we can get over a situation and forgive people for whatever it is that they put us through, but our physical body still holds the energy of the emotions from the experiences we had, and we don't connect with our physical bodies so the way we're, we realize we're supposed to, and... Um, and what happens is the body, you know, it builds it up, it builds it up. And it's kind of like, you know, your body is the earth. So like the earth in the wintertime, it packs down hard from all the snow and the cold. And that's what your physical body does. It packs down hard from all the energy that you pack down into it. And then you have to go in springtime and till it up so that you can loosen up that energy and release it. And so when we do inner work, we're releasing and letting go of old memories, of old emotions and, and experiences we had. And, and because otherwise, then the physical body manifests it in the only way it knows how to release it, which is through illness and diseases. Um, you know, it's, it, and it's uh, telltale. And so our bodies are telling a story, and um, they're giving us messages all the time. And so when we do the inner work, like it sounds like what you've been doing, you know, when you do the inner work on a consistent basis every day, you're releasing that energy and it heals yourself. You know, people don't realize that a lot of the healing we go through, we do ourselves. And um, when I, when mm-hmm. I do a light body energy work on people, I remind them of that. You can continue this, you know, and I have cancer patients that come to me and they do the inner work and they are getting better every day. And um, I have people with fibromyalgia who are now living, you know, with a lot less pain than they did before. I have people who have, you know, chronic back pain that are now able to get out and be active because they're not suffering from pain anymore as they did before. Um, They're actually able to move and do things now because they're doing inner work and releasing the old energies that have been sitting there for so long, causing them physical ailments. We are our own healers. The, the universe was, is within us. You know, source is within us. And and uh, we don't realize that we are our, our own genie. And, you know, we, we, we own that wishing well. And um, go ahead. Right. And, and while you're on that, again, uh, make the distinction again what that is because I think a lot of people – think that it's on the level, they can do that on a level uh, of operating that they always have done, which is a conscious level in, in terms of the ego going to their brain and saying, you know, their mind and saying, I'm going to get this done, I'm the, I'm the master. It's, it's, unless you do, in my 
opinion and from what I've heard on Sunday and what I'm hearing today is unless you do the letting go part, you know, that's, that seems to be, to be, to be the key, correct? Yes. Letting go is a huge key. People refuse to let go because the ego, the mind, which is not our enemy, you know, I don't want to get that message across. It is actually a tool. It's a teacher to us, but but what it plays devil, devil's advocate all the time, and it it's always convincing us that we need to hold on and control everything, and it keeps us limited to the abundance uh, and limitless blessings that we can have in our lives. It does not matter who you are, where you came from, what kind of education you have, or what your, you know, bloodline is. You know, it does not matter. You can have abundance and everything. Now, you've got to be careful, too. You're also abundant in lack. You're abundant in poverty. You're abundant, you know. But you, when you can have everything and then some. And, and don't settle for less. You know, don't let the mind say this is as good as it gets. Because, no, it's not as good as it gets. It, get, it can get better, and then it can get better than that, and then more than that. It's limitless. We are limitless beings. And the mind ego is going to constantly challenge us. And so when we stop allowing that to own us and 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 we get to the place to where we you know we know better than that, well then it it's you know we've learned, we've expanded and we've gone beyond that and now we become that limitless ascended master and there's enough money, enough goods, enough love, enough you know, unconditional love, relationships, and family, and friends. There's enough of that for everybody. I don't care what the economy says. we got to turn off the news. You know, turn off the news. That, that's going to play and own your mind, too. That limits you and thinks that you are powerless. It makes you think you're powerless now. There, there, there's, you know, it does not exist, you know, this so-called, you know, economic crisis, you know, world hunger and say, you know, because we are limitless beings. We, we limit ourselves because we allow these things, these, this belief system to come into our lives. And I've seen it conquered time and time again by people who actually let go of those limitations, let go of the need to control and let go of, you know, all those things that hold them back and no longer serve them. Exactly. You know, and I uh, recently discovered something. There's a huge distinction. You just mentioned faith a little while ago. To me, I've learned that there's a huge distinction between faith and trust. And uh, when Hazel was on the show, I gave her an example. She didn't catch it at first, but then she acknowledged it. I said, if for, just as an analogy, if I ha- have a child and I want, I need a babysitter, well, I know that Mary Sue down the street, I have faith that she's a great babysitter because I've heard recommendations, et cetera, et cetera. So I could believe that she's a great babysitter. But when I hand my child to her, that is a whole level, and that is not faith anymore. That's trust. And mm-hmm. so, and I think it's totally intertwined with the letting go part because I'm letting go of this kid for how many hours? and trusting that you won't abuse the child, that you won't influence it in bad ways, and that you'll be loving and kind. So this whole, when you make the leap of letting go, 
they're <laughs> behind it. Have to trust that part of yourself, the universe, your, your source, whatever. You have to trust that it knows, and that you develop a relationship with it. And that has really helped me immensely. Do you want to talk about that? Yes, um, in, and that is absolutely right. That comes with our belief system too, though. That's our, you know, if we believe there's something to fear, then there's going to be something to fear. If you know, then that's where the trust, you know, comes in. So trust and belief, you know, go hand in hand. So if you believe there is something to fear, you're not going to trust. You know, if you go into a relationship, you know, and, and you don't trust that person, well, then you already believe that they're going to do something to hurt you, you know, betray you, lie to you, or what have you. So with the babies that are saying the same same thing, you know, if you believe and you trust and know that that this 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 babysitter is going to be great and um and trustworthy and, and your child is safe you know and and you have to be able to trust us letting go being you know to let go you trust so you have to let go of the fears you have to let go of any inhibitions you know you have to let go of all those you know things to trust the babysitter with your child and put your child's life in their hands and so that's letting go. You have to trust. Uh, exactly. And, and again, you develop. I found that by doing that, by letting go, by trusting my source, the universe, mm-hmm. trusting that it's loving and giving, and that it knows best. That part yeah. has made huge differences in my ability to let go. I was exactly. just going to say. I was just going to say. My. Um, I found this actually. Uh, one day on Facebook when I was going over a few things and I agreed with it wholeheartedly was fear is actually false evidence appearing real. It's, yes. you know, mm-hmm. like you said, it's it's what it, we we create the fear. Yeah. Is that, yes. Mm-hmm. That's exactly true. You know, that's exactly right. That's just uh, perfectly said because, um, just like I said, you know, if you believe there's something to fear, well, then, yes, there is, because you already created it. It's an illusion that you chose to believe in, and we manifest those. We make them true ourselves. And so we believe there is, you know, boogeyman under the bed. There is a boogeyman under the bed because we chose to believe it. We created it in our minds already, and it didn't exist before because, you know, there wasn't a reason to believe it before. It was an illusion. But then we choose to believe those illusions. We choose to believe in it, and then we, therefore we create it. We create the monsters under the bed. We create, mm-hmm. you know, the monsters in our lives. We create the distrust. We create the, the broken relationships after relationship after relationship because we don't let go and trust. We fear the worst in everything. And the more, you know, of those things that you fear – the the more of what you don't want, again, you know, the more of what you don't want, you're going to get because you focus on it. We all know what we don't want. We all know we're done with that. Let's focus on what we do want. I said that on Sunday, too, you know. We exactly. We about what we don't want. Now let's focus exactly. on what we do want. Yeah, I just talked to an individual who was getting married, and she said, uh, oh, well, there's one of the other things we have to take care of is the financial. We have to have the prenups. And I looked at her and I said, basically what you're telling your mate is you don't trust him. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah, I said, what a way to enter a marriage. 
Yeah, you know? exactly, right? You know, yeah. exactly. Now, yeah, again, so she's going to hold on to the 3D world that it, when something goes wrong, because she's always anticipating something's going to go wrong, that the 3D world, with all its legalism and everything else, will take care of it. <laughs> yeah, she's going to have the backup for when it goes wrong and when it goes bad. <laughs> Exactly. Now, can you tell us, these are beautiful principles, and you're laying them down so beautifully, and everybody, just by listening to you do it, it reinforces even what I need to hear today. Can you give us some examples of, you know, how you came to this point, and like little miracles, like the other day you were talking about, you know, you needed money for the telephone bill, and then it came in, but along your path, what, what brought you to this place where you're so sure? Um, it was when I, um, got into the work that I'm doing, people were telling me constantly, there's no money in that. They were thinking of it as a business. <laughs> they were, they were thinking of it as a business thing, you know, that I was doing it to just make a living and, you know, and there people were like, what you're doing? What? There's no money in that, you know? And, and to this day, to this day, I still have people coming to me. They, they don't believe that what I do is real work, you know, and they're like, well, someone's hiring. You know, they're hiring over here full time, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, thanks a lot, you know. But what I'm glad I asked the question the way I asked it because it's adding a lot of levity and comedy to this because I hear this every single day, you know. Um, you're yeah. right. And those people that are giving you that are stuck in the 3D world. Yes, yes. And and I'm like, you know, I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it because I'm called to do this. I want to help people, you know. I want to help the people. I'm a bigger part of what's going on on the spiritual fence, you know. <laughs> And, and, and the, you know, the universe will reward me financially through my work, you know, because I'm doing it from the heart, not because I want money, you know. And, exactly. And the universe has blessed me. I've had other people who do similar work than me, Reiki practitioners, you know, and other, you know, um, uh, <laughs> teachers and stuff. And, and they're like, there's no money in this area that you can't, nobody knows it. Nobody understands it. Nobody wants to pay for it. And I'm like, where have you been? Because I am busier than heck and I'm looking for help. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get other light workers to wake up and start doing this too, so that I can, you know, refer people because I'm busy and, you know, and I'm like, what world are you in? You know, they're, they're in limitation. They're in lack. They're in, you know the 3D world. They're they're totally closed off to the work. They're they think of it as just another job. And so when you change your perspective and your vibration in what you were doing, and that's what happened to me is I had to change. It was me that had to change. Um, because when I was coming back from the mainland from living in uh, Kauai. I was, like, dreading it at first because I thought, well, you know, they're so asleep, you know, because the people on the islands, the Hawaiian islands, they get this stuff. They get it. But they, you know, it, you know, the mainland here in the U.S., it's just, you know, it's a different story. And I was like, really? I mean, at first I was like, you know, for a split second, what am I going to do? I mean, nobody gets what I do over there and blah, blah, blah. Well, then, well, duh, you know, then a friend of mine said, Rose, it's not them that has to change. It's you. 
You've got to change your perspective, change your vibration, and change your belief system. And then the world around you changes because you're reflecting that. And I was like, oh, duh, I could have had my VA, you know. So that's what happened is I changed. I changed my perspective and my belief. And I said, thank you, universe, for bringing those souls who are ready for what I have to offer. And thank you for blessing me and and being able to provide through all of this work, you know, the resources I need to pay my bills and, and keep a roof over my head. And it has come and then some, and it's been such a blessing. That's because I changed myself. It's not the people in the world that need to change. It's me. And then the people in the world around me changes. And that's how you live in the higher vibration and change. You know, you walk in fifth dimension and beyond is when you change your perspective and your belief system. It is you. It always starts with you. Um, it's not, like I said, not the world that needs to change or the people are in it. It's it's you. It starts with you. And when you do that, then suddenly the dynamics of your whole world and the people in it change dramatically. And Absolutely. That's, what it, that's what it was yeah, for me. And, you know, you, you, you again, touch, touching on it today and now. And, again, they – they don't understand, you know, those people that you talked about that are trying to do, to tell you you can't do it because there's no money in it. They don't understand all of the principles you talked about, the higher purpose, what you came here to do, et cetera, et cetera. And that money will, as you used the word the other day, miracles will pop in, will pop from out of nowhere in amounts mm-hmm. that you can't even begin to understand. And <clears throat> so, again, that, that comes from... Again, it, doesn't it go back to that giant leap that, you know, you're going to go for it. You're not going to stay limited. You're going to take the chance. Yes. And that is stepping into the unknown. And people are afraid to step into the unknown. Um, right. I use this as an example sometimes with people. Back in the 1800s when slavery was abolished, there were... Um, people who were slaves that were terrified of freedom and it didn't matter how torturous and and horrible and monstrous their owners were, they would they they would have rather stayed with their owners than to be free because they didn't know freedom. They had grown attached to their enslavement and to the life that they had. And to be free it, it they were more scared of that than they were of their present situation. And they would beg their owners to keep them because they would have. It was it was familiar. They knew what that was, but they didn't know what was in the unknown, which was their freedom. It was completely unknown. And and so going into we we grow attached every day to our situations. We grow attached to our limited you know limitations and our and our misery. We grow attached into our you know miserable relationships with people who abuse us and lie to us and use us and. You know, we grow attached to those things, and we don't realize we're attached to them. I call it, you know, spiritual uh, Stockholm Syndrome because, we, <laughs> you know, we grow attached to our captors, you know, and we, we grow attached to our misery, and then we're fine with it. We just kind of, you know, go with it, and we accept it, and we settle for it. So when you stop settling, and you say, no, I know there's more for me out there, and I desire more, and you have to step into the unknown to get there. There's nothing to fear in the unknown. That's where the magic is. 
And when people do that and they take that first initial step, then they're blown away by those miracles and wonders that happen. So beautifully put. That's, what is the syndrome you, you gave it? I missed the second word. Is uh, spiritual? Oh, oh, a spiritual Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> Stockholm? Oh, Stockholm. Stockholm. Yes, yeah, Stockholm syndrome. Yes, yeah, the victim. Yeah. Yeah, the people who are victims. Yes, exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. So, you know, in, 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 and I want to, I just want to give an example of that. I think everybody has seen the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. when yeah. Walter, I forget the, I know, God, I know his name, Walter, he gets free, the old prisoner. And he hangs yeah. himself because he can't, because he, he was institutionalized. Yeah. Yeah, And, you know, I use that as an analogy to so many people that you don't know what they've done to you. You don't know what you've done to yourself, that you don't think there can be life beyond those prison walls. Right. You you get so used to being in the conditioned uh, setting that you don't know how to own yourself and own your own life and take charge again. You're used to the world and, the you know, the third-dimensional stuff owning you and telling you how to live and telling you how it is and telling you who you are and how to be and how to act and behave. And 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 so stepping outside of that and saying, um, okay, I'm going to step outside and color outside the lines for once, you, you don't know how to react to yourself to that. You don't. People don't know themselves. It's a point of where you have to rediscover yourself. And that is the scary thing because, You've always been told who you are and, and what you're supposed to be, but when you go and rediscover yourself and you actually have to create yourself, then that is as scary as heck for everybody out there. They don't know what to do when that comes up, and they have to face it. Yeah, you know, the, I mean, it's the old analogy of the uh, the circus elephant that has got a little tiny string around its leg, and it's censored in a, in a post. And people say, well, the, the elephant could just easily break that string. But that elephant has been had that little string on since it was a, a baby, a calf elephant. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and when it was a calf elephant, it, pulled, it went as far as that rope would let it, and it had to stop. Well, they never had to yes. change the rope. Right. It was conditioned to believe that it was forever chained up into something that it couldn't break free from. And we realize we're the ones that wrap ourselves in change, and they, they don't even have a lock on them, and, but we feel bound by our own chains. And the, we are unlimited beings. I can't say that enough. And, yes, this works. Everything we talked about, it, it works. It's miraculous, and the results are instant. You don't have to wait and practice this for months and years to get it next. No, it happens instantly the minute you make the decisions to let go of that old belief system to, of all the old conditionings that we have been raised in. And when you yes. make that, go ahead, go there, ahead. There has to be, you know, I'm hearing you, we've got about two minutes left, and there has to be courage, fear, you know, it's that old thing, fear and love. There has to be some bold moves, don't you think? Yes, they are. And mm-hmm. and that that is when you finally have arrived and stepped out of your your comfort zone. You stepped 
out of this, you know, hovering, you know, ceiling. Cool. You got to take the roof off because there's no limit to you. When you make that, you have made some huge, huge impact on your own lives, let alone the universe. You've raised the vibration everywhere you go, let alone in your own life. It is a huge thing. So everybody should be excited. Get excited. Get happy. Go and have fun. Enjoy this life because. To, to be out there and having fun and enjoying and being in present moment. Don't be in yesterday. Don't be in tomorrow. They hold you back, and they you won't get anywhere. Celebrate when you do make that impact in that first decision, when you make that first initial move, because that means you have you know you are finally getting it. You are finally going to create this life of limitless blessings and abundance, and you can have everything you want and desire. And and so when you first do that, you'll see it instantly, and that's it's the miracle you know, of it. I think before they shut us off abruptly, I, you know, they're, they're probably going to shut us off in about 20 seconds here. I, I, you've came to a beautiful conclusion. Can we do this again? Because you are absolutely fabulous. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, Great. yes. Rose, thank you so much for blessing us. Thank, thank you, Rose. Thank you for having me. Thank you.